Welcome back to the Rec Center after a week off. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. And of course, we are here to talk about some big departures this week, Jack. Uh, do you want to jump right into the wild White Lotus finale? Or do you want to catch up on life? Do you have anything we need to catch yeah, up on? Yeah, I, I have a question and I want you to answer it in one word which for you is an absolute impossibility. You will not be able to answer in one word because you never are. That said, yes or no. Yes or no. Not the thing about blank is or the thing with, well, it's complicated because. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yes or no. Did you like White Lotus? Yes. All right. Did that you? That covers it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm not. No. Oh, no. wow. No, I... Big departure. So the fifth episode, wait, sorry, there were six total. There were, so the sixth episode was what turned you off or was it five and six? Because when we talked after four, you still liked it. Yeah, I thought we were cooking up to something. I thought we were getting juicy. Um, I, um, so, okay, the, the whodunit aspect of it was somebody's getting loaded onto the plane which led us all to believe that it was most likely a visitor, right? It had to be not the Australian dude who works, who lived and worked in Hawaii. Hawaii. Like why would he be get, why would his body be getting on a plane to go to the United States? How does the geography work? What's the connecting flight? Cause if you were, if his body was going back to Australia, does he have to go the other way? He wouldn't go back to LA. Yeah. Yeah, no, he would go okay. west. What? I don't know. Look at a globe. Uh-huh. He would go west. He would go down. He would go southwest. International travel is dead. It, that's it. Died in 2019. Yeah, so, it wasn't a real question. So I mean, he could have he could have family. So you're saying that the fact that he should be going, his body should be going a, to Australia. Yeah. Well, or yeah, that was a BS red herring that they tossed our way. Because why would he if he was from? It, it, he had obviously been living at white or on Hawaii for quite some time. Right. Mm-hmm. If he was like the assistant manager. So why the hell would his body even be going to the States? His family could easily be somewhere else, but you're saying his family should be in Australia. That was a, that was a, that was throwing us off the sense. That was a cheap deal. And I, Mike White did a ton of press after I actually will say, I have not read any of it or listened to any of it. Did he, was he questioned on that? I haven't done any interviews with okay. Mike White. No, there's a ton of Mike White content out there. Um, I just have not consumed any of it. So I don't know if he's had <sighs> the answer for that. That part didn't bother me. I thought the, so we didn't talk after episode five, but when the old guy that Jennifer Coolidge was hanging out with started coughing in episode five, I was like, he's the dead guy. But then in six, when he said, I have health problems, don't be surprised if I drop dead. I was like, oh, he's not the dead guy. That's too obvious. So, I think I was happy it wasn't him. And so then the fact that, you know what I mean? The fact that it was anyone else that was a little more interesting than Jennifer Coolidge's BLM boyfriend, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't super upset that he was the dead body. I thought there were worse. I thought them going more tertiary with the characters, like choosing a more random character would have been, um, would have made me more mad than the body going to the States and not the right country. Yeah, I mean, all that said, so the whole thing, right, is um, kind of a look in the mirror as what it is to be privileged, 
right? And and the disparity between the haves and the have-nots, and uh, you know how quick we are to thumb our nose at those who are below us, kind of thing, and not consider them as real people. But I will say, so the heartbreaking storyline was Belinda, Melinda, Belinda, Belinda, Melinda. <laughs> Belinda. Her heartbreak of not getting the funding from Jennifer Coolidge, right? Mm-hmm. That said, Jennifer Coolidge makes a really good point. And she says, hey, I don't want, I can't do this right now. And here's why. Because I'm a mess. And like, I, I think you're my friend, but like, you're only my friend because of this transactional relationship. Like, I don't want to have to control you, et cetera, et cetera. And then goes and hands her, what is that, like 10 grand a minimum? Uh, what part is that? <laughs> Did I check out? Are Did you I look serious? At my phone? I might have. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, no, sounds like you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I liked the show. I just wasn't. Are you like, serious? This, what, did, what does she get? I don't remember that part. She explains to her why she can't back it, her. In the spa. And then hands her a ton of cash, like an unbelievable amount of cash. Oh, I honestly must have just looked at my phone. Um, I remember the scene talking. in the spa and I, like, I remember that part, but I don't remember. Anyway, I don't. That's uh, beside the point. So yeah, the family gets back together. Um, I mean, I, I'd, I'd love a little discourse on the Melinda Belinda thing, but sounds like you're too busy TikToking. Uh, um, not, not a big TikToker, but I. So one one plot hole for me, or one thing that okay, bothered. Wait, 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 hold on. Sorry, okay. I, I, I know wanna, I did. You want to continue to talk? About I know, Belinda. I know. I, I didn't realize I had this this parting thought. Um, I don't feel so bad for Melinda Belinda. She, like, that's a good amount of, that's a lot of cash she got for, like, that's a hell of a consolation prize for a woman who talked about maybe backing her and, but never really fully committed to anything, but we're supposed to really feel bad for her. Like she, she obviously got her hopes up. She wrote that big business plan, but that's a little nest egg that she got right there. That's a good amount of cash that could turn into something. I, um, and then they use that her heartbreak into uh, her reasoning as to why she totally gave the middle finger to to Dario later in the episode. Uh, So yeah, I don't know. I I just didn't, it it didn't add up in my head. I think those two scenes, those two situations for me was just speaking to the larger point that like, she shouldn't have to be, she just gives and she gives and she gives and everyone takes and there's no, you know what I mean? There isn't really, but again, you're saying she got this chunk of money that I missed, but there's just no, it's, it's not give and take. It's just, she's yeah, constantly she was- the one expected to, to give advice, to be a shoulder to crown to like to, and she was the one who was upset. Um, yeah. But she got, my point is she got very, very well compensated for, sure. and now for, okay. Take this minimum. That looked like 10 grand. If that was, I mean, unless it was like all $1 bills that looked like, it was a good amount of cash. I'm also not fully up to date on Jennifer Coolidge's character's finances, but is she someone who is so rich she should just be going around funding companies? All I took from it was that she was rich, but is she yeah, someone who's like throw around fund companies left and right? There's levels to that she, stuff. She was rich and she's just got a whole lot richer, I think is is the point. 
Gotcha. Cause anyway, okay. Can I say my nitpick with the um, finale? Sure. Or the part you watched, which, yeah, well, I watched the poop scene. So, and that's not my nitpick, but I did see that. I, I watched that scene like this um, because Twitter said there was a gross scene coming. And so I saw things happening and realized what was happening. Anyway, that's not it. The son whose name I can never remember. Quinn Quinn um, decides to stay. And it's supposed to be this uplifting moment of growth and he's the one who changed. He's the character development, blah, blah, blah. The epitome of privilege in this episode, in this show, is the fact that a 16-year-old kid without a job now thinks he lives on Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's he going to go check back into the White Lotus? So <laughs> you're going to live at a $1,000 a night hotel? Yeah. Like, that's the epitome of privilege. Uh-huh. A, kid, a kid who has never made a dime in his life being like, I am going to live in the most beautiful, expensive place in the world. And imagine the dudes when he runs back. He's like, hey, guys, I'm going to live with you now. They're like, what? No, dude. No. Like, no, that- we just needed an extra. We needed some dead weight. As we said, we needed like a trick. We needed like a donut to put on our bat, but in our canoe. And and great for him. He's canoeing to Fiji or whatever. But again, the living situation there. No, he's not. There's not. That's unrealistic. He's not that one of one of the parents would get off the plane, even at, at the risk of not catching that particular flight but and that's the thing it was made to be such this like running away from your family running away from like the spoiled people the the privileged people and running towards this freedom but that freedom involves finding somewhere to live and again like the most expensive place in the world and just like having that confidence to be like yeah i live here now that's what i'm saying that that's i agree with you in that it doesn't add up add up i think it like this is that, that part, that's not believable there's a ton of these that are like okay i understand what he's going for but it's we didn't it, it, it's cheaply done and you can suspend disbelief with certain things like i watch the dumbest shows where we are asked to suspend disbelief all the time but that was just supposed to be this one uplifting part of the show and to me it was like the biggest thing of like that is the arguably the worst thing anybody i mean again i guess he wasn't hurting anyone but like it's the worst thing because it's like you can't just your parent you're saying your parents now have to pay because your parents fund your life you're 16 and you're saying they now have to pay for this like whatever anyway i just thought it was stupid um that was my big nitpick plot hole um that bothered me honestly i think i like i have said this before i just liked having a sunday night show um i can look past some of the stuff i didn't like and I, I was fine with the, with the dead body, with who it was um, and, and how it happened. My favorite part of the finale was Daddario swallowing her pride and giving up her, you know, her own identity and just being okay with being a trophy, trophy wife. wife. Because like it, nine times out of 10, she says, F you and I'm my own woman, blah, blah, blah. That was like a stark real life decision that was like uncomfortable to watch. You know what I mean? Because we're all like, oh, and we all just lost so much respect for her. But I mean, that's kind of like that's more realistic than I think we would care to admit her just being like, F it. Or at least, you know, not breaking up with him on the honeymoon. I just think the, the idea that this guy who has been nothing but horrible for a week, two weeks, however long this vacation was... The idea that he 
was like totally great and then became this horrible spoiled person in this week was just like she obviously had you know there I don't know there had to be stuff like this before so she was just like so shocked that he was such a bad guy and like it was very doe-eyed Bambi for her the whole time she mentioned that they had which are which is one of the better acted scenes of the whole series when she is crying and she says I met you in a weird time I had just broken up my career had like stalled out and like here you came and it was like a whole new life like you know it was a life I had never experienced before and it was easy and it felt like I was you know it felt like a win I know I'm paraphrasing I'm taking words out of I'm putting words in her mouth but it 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 was a win that came along when she really needed one and now it's like it was like eroding the honeymoon phase ran out on the honeymoon sure did I actually don't have a ton more thoughts specifically on this episode this season you can jump in with some but you know it's been renewed for a season two. Yeah, yeah. And I talk and, about that. And hopefully, you know, it's just kind of like an anthology deal. Hopefully it's just a um, whole new cast next it year. Hope, yeah, of course. I I would push for them to get off of Maui. I... Go somewhere else. I think they have to because I don't... I think we've mentioned this, but that entire show was shot in a bubble. So like instead of Orlando, Florida, the NBA bubble, it being at like the Walt Disney World Resort, blah, blah, blah. um, They just took over that hotel because it was closed. There was no guests, no nothing. So it was a full blown bubble. What? Um, Okay. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay with the show continuing. I certainly didn't, I wouldn't recommend White Lotus to be honest with you. I'd give it a, I'd give it a, I'd give it a two. Wow. Yeah. Because I think I'm closer to a three. I don't think it's a two five. It's six episodes. Like if someone hadn't watched any of it, you would say don't watch it as a two. No, I would say don't watch it. Hmm. I would say it's like perfect, like background fall asleep stuff. Is it funny? It's not funny. Is it dramatic? It's not overly dramatic. There's like, there's like 14 minutes of total time when you're like thrilled. The, you know, like the moments leading up to the botched robbery, the botched robbery, and like a little bit after, and maybe the, the poop gate situation. Do you think it would be better, though, as a binge show? Because we watched this truly week to week, and we had to sit with, to me, like my complaints early on was there's not a lot of there there. Like we would come to this every week with Mayor, and I had 30 minutes of thoughts every time. And with this show, I just didn't have a lot of thoughts because there wasn't a lot going on. It's a little slower. There's not as much plot. So um, I almost think it would be better as a binge because then you're not sitting with thoughts on it for a week and realizing you don't have a lot of thoughts. It's just how much power does HBO have these days? Like they could put mm. anything on. If this was on Showtime, you would never have heard of it. If this was on Amazon Prime, you never would have heard of it. The only pushback I'll have on that is the fact that critics loved this show. I also, and it surprises I, me. I think critics are. I think you're giving critics too much credit. They're just but, so. They're just so used to. Okay. Okay. I. I critic, would. Okay. I, critics. I, I think there's I, a lot. Critics that I lot. like and I trust their opinions liked this show, and that surprised me. But there's a lot of critically acclaimed shows on tertiary networks and services that we never watch. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of highly acclaimed deals that are never on our radar yeah i mean if something was to amc plus and everyone's like the show's great i'm not seeking out amc plus that's what i'm saying like the um 
what's that Colin Farrell show where uh, the the North Sea, the Great North? Yeah, exactly. Nope. There's a show. There's this show where he's like a whaler, and it's apparently very very good. Hmm. Colin Farrell, and he's like clubbing baby seals and stuff. <laughs> no, thank you. That's a recent show. It's on right now. Yeah, it's on AMC. Honestly, didn't even know Colin Farrell was like doing anything. He has not done. Colin Farrell's segwaying into a whole different part of his deal where he's like trying to be a badass character actor. But I. Penguin. I loved true detective Colin Farrell Farrell when he was just kind of like. You liked his character. You didn't Uh, like the show this year, that particular season. Sure. Season two was, he was like the good part of that season. Um, But yes, his character. I just liked that part where he wasn't like full-blown action star but he was still like mainstream popular i don't know i'm not whatever shout out to colin farrell i like i said i truly did not even know he was doing anything right now because he has not been on my radar i like i said i just went into this thinking because they gave every they gave it all to critics right away and so i didn't love it i didn't love it and i was kind of like waiting for to figure out the reason why everyone loved it. And I never quite did, but I did like it more than you. And I would recommend it to someone as a six hour binge. Like you don't have to do it all in one day, but I would be more likely to recommend it than you. If you're saying it's two stars, I enjoyed it more than that. Well, I wouldn't recommend it at all. So any kind of recommendation would be more so than me. Okay. Um, two, what are you? Two, I'm, two, five. I'm two, five, three. I think um, two five three. Okay, so we're just going out to the hundredth. No, 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 no. Two five comma oh three question oh, mark. Oh, I mean, oh, I like three. I like two. I like two point five three more. Two point five three stars. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't dislike it, and my issue with the finale was not as strong as yours. Um, I thought the chaotic death scene was actually kind of appropriate and i wasn't really worried about where the body was i didn't i didn't really think about the the logistics they, of the flight to australia they set it up nicely they did the whole you know you saw him him getting the letter opener worried about the the robbery um armand armand Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. armand armand um kind of treating it like he was on death row his last night uh, because he knew he was going to get fired the next day. So that crescendo was cool or fine. I, I, sh- I should say it was earned. The killing, the death was earned. It just wasn't enough for me to be like, wow, that was satisfactory. Um, so no, wouldn't recommend it. Shall we move on? I am fully ready to move on. Like I said, with this show, I have not loved talking about it as much as other shows like Mare. Sorry for comparing it to Mare so much, but it was on... HBO's on Sunday night prior. Okay, I have two recs this week. How many do you have? I got two. Okay. Let's go with your first one. Uh, we always go with my first one. Well, sometimes... Okay, I'll go. Um, let me do... I'll go bad and then good. So, <laughs> speaking of HBO can put anything on, have you on HBO Max seen Small Town News? Which, I've I've seen the I just haven't clicked on it. I think it's actually called like Small Town News Parump. Um, uh, if that's not how the town is pronounced, I apologize to 
Harump. Just watching the promos gives me anxiety. It should. And if you watched <laughs> and if you watch the show, it would also. Um, it is so like this one's kind of self-serving. I was like, this is either 100 percent for us or we're 100 percent gonna hate it because it's the life we lived. And so we'd be like, that's not actually how it happens. Um it's not good though. So what it is, it's um it's the it's not a small market like Casper, Wyoming. So DMA wise, Casper, Wyoming is like super tiny. So this town, Pahrump, again, I apologize if that's not how you say it, Nevada is right outside of Vegas. It's actually where, um, what's the cat house, the bunny ranch. Is that oh, the same yeah. thing? Yeah. I think that's where that is. And that those, that I think there's like a, a couple references to it. Um, there is a Heidi Fleiss reference very early. There's a Ron Jeremy reference really early. So it's not necessarily in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I guess like it's far enough out of Vegas that it's considered the middle of nowhere. But the reason it's such a small TV station is because it's cable. What's the San Francisco cable station? There is one, right? Yeah, it's Cron. Okay. So it's like that, but just a little more rough around the edges. So it's obviously independently owned. There's not a network affiliation. Correct. And that's why it's like low budget. The news director is also the main anchor. Like that's why it's like that. Not because it's in the middle of nowhere, but because it's independently owned, not network affiliated. And yeah, I mean, so it's a reality show. It's a docuseries based on this um, station. They put on like, they put on like skits though, right? That's like their gimmick. They like, they're, they're wacky. Skits. They're wacky how they deliver their news. No, there's some straight lace stuff. So, so because it's a cable network, they have more airtime. So they have more shows that they can do stuff with. I wouldn't call it like skits, but they have more shows they can choose to do. So there's full disclosure. I watched one episode and there are, I believe five or six. I couldn't keep going though. Like you said, the promo gave you anxiety for me. It was just like, I don't, I don't enjoy this. I don't want to keep like living in this world that I already lived in to some extent, although this is a little different, but they just, it, it's a different setup than like the local news that you or I worked for. However, it is very much the same vibe. So I heard after I left Casper that they were filming a similar show to this in the station that I was, um, that I had worked in, but eventually the GM or owner or someone said, absolutely not. You can't show like our day-to-day miscues and mishaps and like no one should be seeing what goes on here. Um, so it was squashed that like, there's a reason for that because the good stuff, like this funny stuff that happens in small town newsrooms and the funny stuff that happens in the lives of people who live in the middle of nowhere and do the news. Like no boss would ever allow that to be on TV. Of course not. So like, that's, so like, that's why you got what you got with this show, which is mildly interesting. There's like one point where an editor blows up at the anchor because, or the reporter, because she's getting stuff in late and he's got so much on his plate. And like, but there's like little basic stuff where you're like, yeah, I recognize that. That's something that would happen. But not the good stuff because the good stuff would never truly be allowed on. And so the show is 1.5. I don't recommend it. It's, I don't think it would be entertaining for someone who has never lived in that world. And I don't think it's entertaining for us who lived in that world. 
Um, and it's just, it's not entertaining enough in any way. Um, I understand the idea behind it, but the execution, there will never be a good small town news reality show because again, the good stuff would never make it to air. If that makes sense. Like there were so many wacky things that would happen behind the scenes. Like our weatherman got drunk once <laughs> like, and wild things happened from there. Like that stuff would never make it into a show like this. And so like what you get is a show with like the muddled down, you know, watered down like version of the lives of these people. So. Uh, alcoholism and, and local news go hand in hand. That's not something that's yeah. Uh, out of the ordinary um okay good because i didn't want to watch it anyway 1.5 bingo stay in the warner brothers family hbo max uh i saw suicide squad the the james gunn vehicle um it was fine james gunn of course theaters in or on your streaming or in theaters on streaming on hbo max is is it available in theaters it is available in theaters <laughs> as well as as well as your streaming device. I don't know how the world works. Okay, good. continue. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was fine. I'm not a comic book guy. Uh, one of my favorite comic book movies, though, is certainly Guardians of the Galaxy, which is why I was ha- I was excited to see this because that's how James Gunn uh, made his name. Um, and this is kind of stealing a lot from that. Uh, it's a bunch of misfits who at the beginning, they all hate each other. And then towards the end, they find certain, you know, they have more common ground than they, than they had originally realized, you know, you, you see where it's going a mile from where you actually land there. Um, it's the, the, the violence is absurd. And like they really go for it. I, if you have a child under like 12, I would not permit them to watch this. The violence is outrageous. It is a big departure. It's more like Deadpool than it is um, any other of the Marvel movies. Obviously, this is DC, but they gave the keys to James Gunn and said, go crazy. And boy, oh boy, does he go crazy. It's, it's oddly like dark and sad and depressing. Um, uh, it's, it's just not for me again. I, I feel bad reviewing these comic book movies cause they really have to be something special to impress me. But, uh, you know, Idris Elba and John mm-hmm. Cena fun. Um, I give it a two five. Uh, what's her name? Harley Quinn. Um, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie is the best part of the movie for sure. She Stalking. really, she really has something with that character. Like it is, that character is perfect. And uh, they will be milking that cow for as long as they can, I'm sure. She has her own movie, right? Yes, Birds of Prey. Mm. I have not seen it. It's not shocking that you found her to be the best part of the movie, but I have never seen like any of the movies you just mentioned. So I'm going to defer to you on that review. Are you good? What'd you say? Two, five? Two, five. Okay. So this is, <laughs> I'm going to my next one. This is something that I'm going to give this four stars for me 
but like you would be three stars or less. I don't know why I feel I have to couch it that way, but I think I've actually mentioned this on here before. It's called Together Together. It's on Hulu now. I think they did some kind of a release initially. It's a movie and they did some kind of a release. I think where you had to pay it first, but it is now free to watch on Hulu. It is with Ed Helms and an actress who I should have looked up her name. And I'm now realizing I forgot to do that. She was great. But Ed Helms is like a mid forties guy who is single and wants to have a baby. You look confused. I've, I want to say I've seen a preview for this, but I can't remember. You probably have because I had seen previews. I don't know if they were previewing it like during sports, during the Olympic. No, it wasn't Olympics, but I don't know. I saw a preview for it somewhere. And at that point I was like, oh, I want to check it out. And I Googled it and I had to pay for it. And so I was like, no, I sound so cheap when I say that, but I just was unwilling to pay for a movie that I was like, had heard nothing about. And it just popped up on my Hulu as available to watch um, this weekend. And so I did. And I just, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, There are, what is the one? There's a Jennifer Aniston one about having a baby. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of like rom-coms about surrogacy. Oh, Jennifer Lopez has one, I think, where they're like having a baby together and then they fall in love, blah, blah, blah. I think, wait, 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 wait. The Jennifer Aniston one is, uh, (laughs) it would be problematic today because she turns the gay guy. She, She makes him not gay anymore and they fall in love. Wait, are you thinking of something from the late nineties? Jennifer Aniston, yeah. Um, I think she did one. She wants la- him. They want. She wants him to father her baby, and in the process of getting ready for the baby, he forgets that he's gay and falls in love with Jennifer Aniston. I, I'm going to go to Jennifer Aniston's IMDb page because the name of that movie is going to bother me. Um, the point of this is if you're looking for a cute rom-com ish but it's mostly calm and not a lot of rom um he ed helms just hires a surrogate to have his baby and she's someone who wants money to go to school blah 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 she's she's in her mid-20s and he's in his 40s and they like address that it's not something where it's like we just ignore that and fall in love and ignore all like the problematic parts of that like they I I don't know I thought it was an interesting take and something where this setup has been done many times but it was kind of a different take on it and it was very cute and sweet and I really enjoyed it It, it's like low I don't remember if it how long it was maybe an hour 45 minutes and I enjoyed more and more as it went along so I do recommend this movie I don't know that you would love it are you on Jennifer Aniston's IMDb page I am on Jennifer Aniston's IMDb page so I'm trying to think of, I do think Jennifer Aniston and Jennifer Lopez both have like surrogacy type films. Is it picture perfect? Picture perfect might be the, oh my God, she was in Dumplin'. I forgot about that. Absolutely do not watch Dumplin'. If anyone's looking for a Netflix movie and that ever comes up, just blow right by that one. Kate is working on a career at Mercer Advertising. It's always advertising. I know. Mercer advertising, but is passed out for a promotion because she's not stable enough. Still being single and having no single and having no ties to the company. A story is made up about her being engaged to Nick, a guy who she just met at a friend's wedding. 
all seems to work out well for Kate. She even gets the attention of a colleague she has always wanted, but events soon take a dramatic turn, forcing her to present her alleged fiance to her boss. So Jay Moore, I think, plays a gay guy. Yep. And and poses, and that- but he that he forgets that he's gay and falls in love with her, I think, is what happens. And that was picture perfect, was what you picture just said? Picture perfect, yeah, yeah. So the one I'm thinking of is called The Switch. Yeah, 2010. Seven years after the fact, a man comes to the realization he was the sperm donor for his best friend's boy. And that is with Jason Bateman. And they fall in love, I'm guessing. I do believe they fall in love. Sure. Um, and that's what I'm saying about this one, like no spoilers, but... Together Together does not follow the the basic plot of these movies. And there are similar movies. I found it different and cute and sweet. Um, and I did I did like it more as it went along. Because at first I was like, oh, I've seen this movie before. But I hadn't. And I really liked it. So that was a fun little surprise of my Saturday night. I think I watched it on Saturday. Anyway, Together Together on Hulu four stars i would give it 3.5 but i would get in trouble Uh, and i i did really like it how about that um rumor about jennifer aniston and david schwimmer yeah Um, that was short-lived um uh okay uh jump into it the billy corbin documentary the third cocaine cowboys installment have you seen this on netflix I it's sitting there's a few things in the top 10 I need to get to and it's on my list but it's further down the list than you would like it to be Billy Corbin might be my favorite documentarian Billy Corbin I've done a couple of his deals on here the 537 votes the Elian Gonzalez deal Which was, was, good, was yeah. really good um the U have you ever, ever seen the U story of Miami football the U one and two anything Miami centric general and and like fast-paced and fun is Billy Corbin He's done three Cocaine Cowboys. The first one is like one of the best documentaries ever. He did it when he was like 25 with like no money. Uh, and then two years later, I think I think Cocaine Cowboys was 2006. 2008, he did Cocaine Cowboys 2, The Godmother, which is – her name's Griselda something. It's this crazy um, Colombian woman who – her story is insane – and she ends up falling in love with this um, drug dealer in Oakland. And it's a lot to do with how oh, the cocaine got to Oakland. And then once it was in Oakland, it turned into a crack. It's fascinating stuff. Um, anyway, this is a story about two brothers who kind of backed into it. They were Cuban-Americans. And they, like out of nowhere, almost accidentally, became two of the biggest kingpins in uh, Miami history. I do think you would like it, especially Lindsay, because it kind of turns into um, like a, a courtroom doc thriller. Mm. It's fascinating stuff. Uh, and it's, it was going on the same time as OJ, which is why it doesn't get a lot of shine. But it was, it's unbelievable the amount of corruption going down in Miami. And, you know, these guys were like, in the eyes of the public, it was a victimless crime. Yeah, they made a lot of money, but you know who cares? Nobody was getting hurt. In reality, a lot of people were getting hurt, and they 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 detail it well. Billy Corbin's just awesome. If you and, if you if you know you know if you've seen this and you 
loved it check out billy corbin's other work because it's just he's fast-paced there's never like a wasted moment the way he transitions he he always gets out of his way and lets the people be the story is i think and I, i think that's the biggest compliment you could pay any documentarian there's never any narrator um, when he does need to like give you expository stuff, when he does need to give you hard information, he lets the people explain it, and then he'll find some creative way to toss graphics on there if he has to, or he'll go to the live like late '80s, early '90s newscasts and let them tell you. Um, really good stuff. Thorough, a thorough story of these brothers. It's really a family. And it's a one-off. It's not. They brothers. They're they're best friends. No, it's like eight episodes. Oh, I I, I do think I might have seen that. So it, so he did you the. Think full, you might have seen it. No, I think I might have seen that it was episodic and oh, not, yeah, 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 and yeah, not yeah. just because five five hundred thirty seven votes was like a ninety minute talk, right? Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, so you're saying he did a full full on. Are all the other cocaine cowboys episodic? I do. Th- I know because they were made in the late 2000s when that was not a thing, right? But they are like three, four hours. They're long as hell. Like the U is super long. The U is crazy mm-hmm. long. I actually, um, <laughs> one of my complaints about the U was that I felt like I could have taken 20 to 30 minutes out of it, but we won't get into that because I, I feel like that would make you mad. The one bad Billy Corbin documentary, which definitely felt like a money grab, but good for him because it's clear that ESPN and, and Bill Simmons wrote him a blank check did you ever see broke yes the doc that was when they were just looking to like pound out documentaries broke is it's like an hour it's like an hour 15 there's like interesting stuff in it but it's not very thorough it's all talking heads it's all athletes giving their stories with very little like b-roll or graphic support so that was early early 30 for 30 correct like if you google it i think That that was one of the first ones it, well, it was a year after the U because Billy Corbin like made a splash. Billy Corbin was like the star because they paid him to go back and do another one. My memory thinks so it, it was might have before been se- the U. It might have been the second. It might have been the second season. Okay, maybe it was. This, I just I remember that one for the fact that it was too many talking heads. It was story after story after story of a dude sitting in a stool telling you. Yep. But yep. now. If you watch it now, it almost hasn't aged well because we know so much about how these athletes have gone broke. And I feel like we as a society know about like their financials and the world is a different place. Like, I think the world assumed when that documentary came out that all athletes were rich. They had no money problems. Like they gambled like Michael Jordan, but didn't have this like, how could you ever blow through that much money? I think was the mindset. And I do think that mindset has changed. So that documentary seems obsolete now because we kind of know i truly believe that a suit maybe not even bill simmons not even like a producer but a suit an executive at espn was like you know what i want to see i want to see how all these kids lose their money let's have let's have let's have billy corbin do it hey billy here's a check for you know 15 million dollars can you get it done he's like uh yep sure i can pal and then he just turned in that I don't want to say POS, but that um, less than inspired piece of work. Um, We, as I say this, and I know we both watched it, but we just probably forgot to jot it down. We didn't do the malice on the palace. So um, 
haven't that's watched it yet? the other thing on the top 10 on my list that is it, that's the number one thing on my list I was, oh, gonna, okay. I was going to do that depending on my workload for the day hopefully no one works with me listens to this um I, I haven't been putting it off but like I think when I chose together together I was in a little more of a rom-com mood yeah. and it was between that and mouse to bells um, it was fine I guess we'll discuss next week we're an interesting we can do it next week we're an interesting lot for that because like we I remember that night very well and yeah. i remember the aftermath we like 16 very or well we were like 16 something like the 16 i came home from a high school football game so it was high school i i remember being a little bit younger 14 15 but anyway whatever we remember it um there's nothing about that we don't remember there are new things i think in it maybe we didn't know all like certain details but we're kind of an interesting um target i don't think we're the target audience for that documentary but i'm obviously going to watch it um that is the number one thing I have on my list. Also, there's a few things coming out this week. Are you good with your recs for this week? I am. So Nine Perfect Strangers comes out. I've mentioned this before, but I've already, I'm already seeing the backlash that it's too similar to the White Lotus. Um, that comes out on Hulu, though. So if anyone is looking for something to watch this week, Nine Perfect Strangers comes out on the 18th. I don't know what day that is. It should be. Is today 17th? Tomorrow? Today is the 17th. There you go. Comes out tomorrow. Um, and then there's a Showtime docuseries called Gossip coming out. It Not Gossip Girl. It's called Gossip. Uh, and that comes out on Sunday. So I will watch that before. That's my new Sunday night show to replace The White Lotus. Okay. Wait, Any which other one, thoughts? Which one's, not, which one's Nine Perfect Strangers? So the difference between that and White Lotus, it's the Nicole Kidman Hulu show. And the difference is these people go to a um, spa retreat, like a self-help retreat was the word I was looking for. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen this. The cast is great. Um, do you remember Melvin Gregg from the um, American Vandal? He plays the basketball player. Uh, the black dude? <laughs> yes, he is black. Okay. Um, he's okay. in that. And Bobby Cannavale and melissa michael mccarthy Sh- michael shannon michael shannon um who else there's right, big I'm names in. so in. it's a great cast like i said the difference is they go there not for vacation but for like a self-help thing and then resort owner behaving badly type of stuff so it's very um it's very white lotus it's not yeah. it's different but it's the vibe is going to be similar so um, we can talk about that next week while we talk about Malice of the Palace and whatever else comes up. Um, any other thoughts? By the way, the, the Jennifer Lopez surrogate movie is called The Backup Plan. So everyone has one, just they're not all very good. Have a good week. We're going to go watch some stuff and we'll see you next week. <laughs>